0: unwilling to rise in the morning say to thyself I awake to do the work of a man hello everyone welcome to episode two of commoners honing all disciplines podcast a day in the life of the average guy the uh, quote I just read was by Marcus Aurelius from his book of meditations and uh, it's a particularly important quote to myself because I I have that quote on my wall, and I look at it every morning, and whenever I don't want to get out of bed, this quote motivates me and pushes me out of the bed to do the work of a man, as as he said. And um, also relevant to this topic, we're going to paraphrase a Bible verse. Uh, yes. I just want to... Uh, <clears throat> I want to read that for you.
1: Yeah, so hi everyone. How's it going? It's happy. And the Bible verse I'm looking at today is Matthew chapter 20 verse 1 to 16. And basically the verse is the story of a master who owns a vineyard and some of his workers. So, he hires his normal workers at the beginning of the day. And as they're going through their day, He sees other workers that are out of work and he sends them to do work in the vineyard. The same things happen later on. Those people are out in the vineyard doing work and the master goes to the front of the vineyard and he sees other people without work. So he sends them into the vineyard as well. So now we have three different groups of people in the vineyard. And at the end of the day, the master goes out to pay them their wages and he pays them all the same wage. And, The earlier workers obviously get upset because they think, well, why don't we get the same amount of the people who came later? And the master says, why, who are you to get angry at me for my generosity? You agreed to your wage. What I give to others is my choice. And I think the good way to look at that from the standpoint of an individual is the idea that just because you started later or earlier, doesn't mean that you can't get the same outcome as someone who started before you, who's more experienced than you. You can really only appreciate someone else improving themselves as well as appreciating yourself being improved in comparison to your past self. It really, and if someone's surpassing you in something maybe you've helped them with, it, it may be a way to think, Wow, that's so awesome. I'm very happy for them and proud of them. And at the same time, you might kick yourself in the butt and say, well, maybe I could be doing a little bit more. So it's important to not compare yourself to someone else in that sense. Only compare yourself really to yourself before you are today. Because you're just going to kick yourself in the butt if you're comparing yourself to someone else who may be gifted in other aspects. That you really can't know uh, the exact equality of you and someone else because their whole life is different. Their whole circumstance are different. So it's important that you take yep. your own life and your own circumstance and your own choices into account. And with that, I think we'll head on to our new day. So
0: yeah. So each of us must make choices every single day and it's literally thousands of different choices which is why a lot of people talk about um, decision fatigue by the end of the day and why your brain will actually wants to automate as many decisions as possible and form habits is because it actually takes a lot of energy to make the thousands and thousands of choices that we have to make every day. But all these choices affect the outcome of your life by a lot because there's so many of them, they add up. And they, they compound, good good decisions compound and also bad decisions compound in the opposite direction.
1: And it also doesn't mean your life is going to be any easier or harder necessarily. It just means that if you're willing to put in more discipline, when bad things happen, when negative things occur, you have already formed habits that help you stay Strong and reliable and confident and smart and resilient. The whole point mm-hmm. of building habits is to build up resilience to potential suffering and to prevent potential suffering in the future from negligence, right? From maybe bad health uh, things like like, let's say, for example, if you know you have bad genetics of diabetes, you'll probably try to start cutting out sugar as soon as possible or, or limiting it and getting a healthy relationship with that food. Just, just for example, yeah. right? It doesn't mean you won't get diabetes. It doesn't mean you will. It just means that you're doing what you can to prepare for it to happen. And if it does happen, you're probably going to be better off than if someone who was eating a ton of sugar and then they have to stop abruptly, right? So, again, it doesn't make your life easier or worse necessarily, but it makes you able to handle your circumstances better. So, mm-hmm. I guess let's begin with waking up. What's the first thing? you do when you get up in the morning
0: yeah uh, most people probably reach for their phone but this is one of the the worst things you can do first thing in the morning and the reason for that is uh, a total dopamine spike first thing in the morning is going to like set the baseline for that hormone for the rest of the day so you're not going to want to do anything else that gives you a lower amount of dopamine because it's not going to feel the same. Right. Does that make sense? Because it's like, if you ate uh, a huge plate of sugary food, like pastries or something, and then after you had to eat broccoli, you just wouldn't taste, you wouldn't want to taste broccoli after eating sugar because uh, your brain is now expecting that higher level of dopamine. Yeah. So first thing in the morning, going on your phone, uh, sets you up for, I don't want to say depression, but it sets you up for a day where you're just not going to be in the right headspace.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're basically setting a, a baseline for your stimulation through the rest throughout the day. I don't think we're going to, we may or may not be correct on the science here. And it doesn't yeah. really matter to be honest. The whole idea is you're, 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 your baseline in the beginning of the day is just exactly what it is. And then when you use your phone, you're immediately stimulating yourself. You're stimulating your brain. When maybe you're not even ready for stimulation, maybe you kind of need to get up and yawn and stretch and just wash mm-hmm. your face, brush your teeth, kind of let your, your brain wake up and let your body wake up with a little bit of moving, maybe a little bit of prayer to get your mind thinking about the day and, maybe thinking about what you're thankful for. If you're not religious, you can do meditation, right? You can do yoga. You can get your body and your mind moving in a way that sets you up to be present in your day rather than just awaiting the next source of stimulation. That's what you, that's definitely what you don't want. You do not want the first decision of your day to be what can make me the most stimulated because guess what's going to happen? Every other decision you make that day will be towards your stimulation. And is stimulation what you want out of life? Or something else? If it's something else, then you should probably do something differently.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like you mentioned, some uh, examples, prayer, stretching, exercise in the morning, all these things could be uh, very good alternatives to checking your phone. And even like, Sometimes it's hard not to, like maybe you need to like check an email first thing or whatever. Um, in that case, you could try to get up earlier before you need to check the email, just so you have a little bit of a buffer time. Or you could um, say, I'm only going to check email, that one email. And once that's checked, I'm not touching my phone for another 20 minutes until I've done this other thing. Like until I've, Or I say, it, say to yourself, until I've done... Uh, 20 push-ups, then I can go back and check my phone. Like Small steps like that is going to make a huge difference um, if you want to wean yourself off that habit of checking your phone. Another thing I'll mention is just to not have your phone within reach of your bed. I think that's, uh, for me, that's huge. I have my phone across the room where it's charging. That way I can't even get to it from the bed.
1: Yeah, get a classic uh, alarm clock. You don't have to use your phone to wake up. Yeah, back. exactly. Another thing is one of your best friends might be a screen time uh, a screen time setting where like during the week from like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or even 7 a.m., you're not allowed to use certain apps. So no social media, no entertainment apps, no nonsense on your phone, like until you are woken up right until you are able to like actually handle these things during the day rather than right at the beginning of the day. And you can give know. that, hopefully you have a friend you can do that with or a sibling or a parent that you can say, Hey, just put in the password and, you know, I'll come to you if I really need something. Right. Like let's say you have yeah. a day off on Friday night, just go to them and say, Oh, let me, give me permission for the night to, uh, it's not that big of a deal. I use it a lot. I think it's really helpful. Like there are tools that you should definitely look into. Like don't just say, oh, no, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. Like, No, no, no. Try it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt you to try it at least for three days. And if you're finding it beneficial, then you should definitely keep doing it. i found it very beneficial just that one. And not only for the morning, but for the night. But we'll get into the night after. I think, um, I think that's good for the morning. I think we'll move on to we'll move on to your Uh, your morning routine your breakfast routine let's say
0: yeah um i would talk about getting dressed because that's uh another important decision that you got to make first thing in the morning unless you've set your clothes up the night before which a lot of people recommend because then you're using yesterday's decision uh willpower and not the today's decision willpower that saves you from having to make that decision because it's already laid out. You just have to, you know, put the clothes on that way. Um, a lot of these minimalist guys or these really rich guys. They just wear the same thing every day for that reason. It's just to simplify their routine. I'm not saying you have to do that because uh, looking good is important and you know your what you wear is obviously important but if you set it up the night before then you've just taken care of i one more decision that you'd have to make in the morning right
1: yeah exactly and that's obviously one of the extreme right picking out the same outfit every day it's also kind of boring right um mm-hmm. there's very there's some things that as you realize, you do have a lot of choices during the day. There's You also do not have a lot of choices in the day at the same time. So some people might actually relish in the fact that not only do they get to pick their clothes, but they get to pick what they enjoy to wear and their sense of fashion, their sense of style. They can make, add their own twist to it. Like, let's say you work in an office. You can be the guy who wears, like, uh, polo every day and chinos. I don't know how formal it is. Or you wear a suit every day. Right, you wear a dress shirt every day with a tie and a pocket square. For all I care, and it's up to you, really. Right? Do you want a more casual look? Do you want a more uh, professional look? It really depends where you are, it depends what you're doing. If you're a creative type, you actually might want a more out there look, and yeah. but while also being presentable, right? Or you you may even want to look unpresentable because that's your whole <laughs> shtick. But again, this is an opposite side of the extreme. Chances are, if you're the average person, you want something that looks smart, you want something that looks professional, especially if you're working in an office, if you're in construction, you might have ripped jeans, you might have ripped clothes, doesn't really matter, unless you're in an office environment, really, that's where your average clothes, you just want to look smart, you want to look professional, nothing too crazy, nothing too out there, right? go nuts on Mm -hmm. casual Fridays, wear your Hawaiian shirts or whatever. I don't care. But um, yeah, picking your clothes beforehand is going to save you a lot of time. It's going to save you a lot of energy. If you change your mind, you can change it. That's no, that's fine. That happens. But chances are, especially in the morning, you don't even want to make that decision. Your brain's like, listen, I'm just waking up. Give me some time to like get into it. And then, you've already made the decision. So it helps with that day. Mm -hmm. So not making that decision, you might feel rushed. You might feel annoyed, right? Because you're like, Oh no, what do I wear today? Should I check the weather? Like there's maybe some factors you have to put into what you're going to wear that day. So definitely picking it beforehand is actually kind of a big deal and knowing what looks good on you,
0: I think is very important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the next decision or next big decision of the day would be eating breakfast. Um, are you going to eat like food that's actually nourishing or are you going to pick something that's like a pop tart and it's just going to give you a sugar high, but you're going to crash, you know, halfway before halfway through the rest of the morning or possibly, uh, we wanted to mention you may be doing intermittent fasting or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it would entirely depend on your situation. Like maybe if you work in construction, for example, you need the energy and you can't, uh, you can't just skip breakfast that morning. Totally understandable. You know how much you do want to consider how much like macros you're getting fat, protein, carbs, cause carbs might run you out of energy. Um, faster but if you had some high protein higher fat then you're going to last longer and be full longer Mm -hmm. so all of that is uh decisions and you know each of those decisions is going to have an impact so maybe another thing you want to have planned out and have ready to go from the night before right
1: yeah exactly And, and obviously there's different benefits to all these things so if your chance or if you're working construction, uh, some people naturally don't eat breakfast. They don't like it. Some people need it. I remember when I was working, uh, labor, I definitely needed breakfast because I just felt totally tired by lunch, but it wasn't something huge, just something small, like a slice of toast. Some days I have like a couple eggs, some other days, like simple things like hard boiled eggs are really helpful because you can boil a bunch and have them throughout the week. And it was pretty good like eating a smaller breakfast beforehand because you get a little bit of a boost and you can kind of last to lunch and hopefully you don't have that crash um, early on like uh, Nordic was saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, you just have to figure out what's best for you, right? You, everyone's bodies can be different and some people might like intermittent fasting. Some people might hate it. Some people might like eating bread in the morning. Some people might like eat, hating it. And some people might like eating protein, like uh, bacon or eggs or sausage, right? Ham, something, yeah. maybe some leftovers from last night. Like, it doesn't really matter. But it's all about what's best for you and kind of experimenting with that, right? The, but I think the biggest thing in this is knowing what you're going to do the day before, right? So a lot yeah. of these decisions end up being eventually over time, building up habits so you already have things set out for you so your days can go as smoothly as possible right yeah uh, and a lot of this stuff is going to prevent you from stress which is a total stress is like the number one thing that's going to ruin everything it will yeah. break your habits it will um, make your decision making it'll, bad it'll kill it you you feel rush it, it will kill you it, uh, inevitably it'll kill you faster than anything else um, well, almost anything else. And, you know, the, the better decisions you make, especially in the morning when, you know, mornings can kind of make or break you. And I don't think people think about stuff like this, but if you have a crappy morning, you, you're the whole rest of your day could be bad. Yeah. Like straight up. And, and that's a long time for it to be a crappy day. Like, let's say something bad happens in the evening. You've already had the whole day. That's been decent. So your day is not Mm -hmm. going to be necessarily as bad as if something crappy happened in the morning, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe you spilled spilled coffee on your favorite shirt in the morning. Yeah. Maybe you want to eat breakfast before you get dressed next time. You know what I mean? Like it's a small decision, right? Or if you weren't rushing, you wouldn't have spilled the coffee, right? Mm -hmm. These small, small things that can add up to big, big things. You're already having a crappy week. And you spilled coffee on your shirt. Now you got to change your shirt. Now you're in a rush. and Now you're late for work. And oh my God, what is your boss going to say? You are already late last week a couple times because of other incidences. Like, it adds up. It definitely adds yeah. up. And I guess that brings us into our hygiene, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so you can... Like, obviously you have to be... Showered to be presentable and you have to brush your teeth and things like that. Um, Again, personal preference, like if you want to shower the night before. You can do that. That's no big deal. Um, To save time in the morning. Uh, I don't know what most people do, but again, it doesn't really matter. Um, A big thing is not being in a hurry because like you said, if something happens and then that you have to take extra time, if you have the extra time built in, then it's not going to throw you off as bad as if you're already in a rush and then something happens and then you're more in a rush, um, you're screwed, right? Like, and then just being in that mindset, say, uh, from, to go back to your example, you spill a coffee, and you, you guys stressed out now, like what's his boss going to say? maybe his boss does say something to him and the way he reacts is not favorable because he's already pissed off because he's stressed and you know, his morning's going bad. Now it's going to be worse for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to add back to hygiene, like what does it mean to be hygienic? So one thing is you're clean shaven or if you have a beard, your beard is trimmed, right? Your neck is yeah. completely shaved. You don't have a neck beard or anything. Um your your around your ears are trimmed. So if you if you do cut your own hair, you want to focus on cleaning up around your ears, the back of your neck is a spot that people look at that you might not notice because you're not looking at it, but people notice. People people see things and whether they can articulate it or not, they can they can judge a book by a cover in a way, right? If your fingernails yeah. aren't cut, that's something people will notice whether you like it or not. If your breath is stinky, that's something that's something people might notice, right? So you want to make sure you're brushing your teeth every day and flossing at least once a week. Because I know people have trouble flossing. Some people mm-hmm. like flossing. Most people hate it. I hate flossing. So I try to floss yeah, at fun. least once a week. I brush my teeth every morning and every night at the very minimum. Make sure my nails are cut every... I would say depending on the time, sometimes they grow faster, sometimes slower. But I would say at least once a week I cut my nails, uh, toenails as well. I know most people yeah. won't notice this, but it just helps to keep you in the habit of being presentable in every aspect, right? Because because yeah, you, you never know you never, you know never what, know what you meet right? If you, if you spill coffee on your shoe and you take your shoe off and your foot is like gross and your nails are gross and just someone happens to walk by. And you got these gross, <laughs> icky toenails, and it's like, A, you should feel bad about, one, not taking care of yourself. And then B, now someone else knows you don't take care of yourself. So how's that going to make you feel? That's going to make you feel better? Probably not. So yeah, definitely be yeah. presentable every, everywhere on, like, basically everywhere someone could potentially see on your body. Your toenails, your fingernails, uh, your face, that's your number one presentable thing. Everyone looks to the face first, right? You wanna make sure your face is, obviously your hair looks good, right? Uh, you hopefully you've experimented with haircuts and you know what looks best. You know what looks professional and smart on you. You know what you can do quickly or what takes time for your hair. You can clean up around your ears or you have a barber that schedules you in so you can get them cleaned up every two weeks to, to a month. You know, cleaning up the back of your neck. If you do cut your own hair, if you have a beard, making sure it's trimmed, right? make sure it looks uh, presentable, looks respectable and cutting it in a way. So it frames your face. Well, right. Cutting under your jawline. There's a couple videos that, that are good with that. We'll probably link some for sure to help you guys out with that. And it's, it's like these simple little things that could totally change your whole life. Right. I know it sounds weird. It it might sound extreme, but I'm not kidding. There's a cute girl at your office and you want to ask her out on a date. If you look like crap, if you've gotten like a four-hour sleep, you got bags under your eyes, your hair's all messy, your nails aren't cut, what the heck are your chances with that girl in the office? It's going to be very low, right? Compared mm-hmm. to if you're always on time, you're always well-dressed, or at least dressed smart, you know what your haircut looks best on you, and you wear it well, you... You're, you're well-maintained. You're always hygienic. Your teeth are clean. Your breath smells good. You smell good because you shower before work and you put on a decent cologne. Not too strong, though. You put on something decent, right? You take care of yourself. People notice when you take care of yourself. And it's honestly one of the bare minimums. I, I can tell you for a fact, if you smell bad to a woman, that's going to yep. hurt your chances way more than maybe anything else. Number one. <laughs> Is because it hits you right away if you smell bad. It hits everyone, right? No one likes when someone smells bad. Yeah, that's something – This guy,
0: right? Yeah. Guys don't really – because guys don't notice it as much, so they're not really aware. But uh, something I wanted to mention because um, I know of a lot of guys who are, like let's just say unhygienic, but they they don't realize that that's a problem uh, when it comes to women because women will always – not well always, but they, they they notice that aesthetic and that hygienic stuff more mm-hmm. and they're they're conscious of it all the time. Like that's why women are constantly obsessed with beauty products, makeup, perfumes, things like that, because they're always thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Because to them it's really important. So if you put in a little bit of effort in that area, um women will notice. Like yeah. I can promise you. They will notice and, um, they won't, they really won't consider a guy unless he does smell good. And it's, it's really how it should be because like, if you don't have the, the awareness to, to put in that little bit of effort, why should she be considering you? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you smell bad, if your breath smells, oh boy, good luck, dude. Good (laughs) luck. No one wants that. You trust me. You probably don't want it either, right? If you knew you no. smelled bad, would you want to keep smelling bad? No. So why yeah, exactly. take the chance? Why take the chance, right? Wake up, shower. Hopefully, you have some organic deodorant that's not too uh, too many chemicals. Hope you have some organic, more organic uh, cologne or more natural cologne, so you can mm-hmm. avoid uh, unnecessary chemicals, right? And something that smells fresh, right? Something that smells fresh. Something that smells not too not too strong, not too weak, right? Because, again, it's, it's interesting, but a lot of people relate memories to scent. And I know, I know we're going off on a tangent about scent here, but it is important. So oh, yeah. a lot of people recognize memories with scent. So if you always smell the same, right, you picked out a cologne you really like, uh, you like the brand, you like how it smells, other people have complimented you on it. If you wear the same one all the time, people will notice that and they'll remember you for that smell. So it's kind of a weird Mm -hmm. way to to keep yourself in people's heads with that smell. Right. And to keep people remembering, Oh, wow, he always smells nice. Right. He always smells nice. It's a repetitive. So you build your own habits, right? And guess what ends up happening is your habits rub off to other people, whether they can articulate it or not. Right. Yeah. And these are like, like, like I said, it's a small thing that could potentially change your life. Right. If people don't – let's say you work in a really big office, right? You're, maybe you're moving around all the time and you, you, you don't really meet with people one-on-one. But if they recognize your face and they go – and they see you again, right? And they go, hey, that's the guy that always smells nice, right? Or yeah. if they're in an elevator with you or whatever. You don't know who you're going to run into if you run into an exec, right? An executive. And you smell good and they compliment you. Oh, wow, you smell nice. And maybe one day you're looking for a promotion within the company. And they go, Oh, I remember you, you worked on X floor and wow. You, you, you always smell good. Yeah. You still smell good. Right. Like that's, it's just a small example, but it's, these are all potential things that can happen um, for the average person. Right. And the same thing could happen with, with anyone. So it's very important to be consistent with your hygiene. I think mm-hmm. that's, I think that's enough about smells for now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's good. But it's it's really important, though. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, next segment, I guess, we could move into here. Uh, we're just going to look at, you know, an example of two different guys uh, and the choices that each guy makes. Um, one guy making good decisions, the other guy not good decisions. Hmm. We'll go through the day, and then we'll see – We'll just talk about how their life might turn out, right? So, guy number one, uh, after waking up, he drinks a glass of water that he left out for himself. He uh, says a short prayer. He does a set of push ups and then he brushes his teeth. And then guy Guy two, two, yeah, go ahead.
1: I'll be guy number two. You can be guy number one. So, guy number two wakes up, checks his Instagram checks his DMs, no DMs, total loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Checks his crypto portfolio. It's not looking good. So He's already, nope. morning's already off to a bad start. And then he goes to get a slice, to, to eat a slice of bread and he puts on some Nutella. He feels bad. So he's going to eat a bit of extra Nutella, right? Let's see. He adds an extra tablespoon of Nutella. It's a hundred and something calories right there.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he's going to be, his dopamine is now spiked right off the bat, and he's upset because he didn't get any DMs, his crypto's down, and he's also got a, a big sugar rush, right? So right off the bat, compared to the guy, one, who's now hydrated, he's feeling at peace, he's feeling energized because he did push-ups, and uh, he's more hygienic because he just brushed his teeth, right? hmm so, you can just see those two. Like each of those things is like 15 minutes in the morning. And each guy made a couple decisions. And now, just after 15 minutes, where is each guy? Like one guy mm-hmm. is feeling way better right off the bat.
1: Yeah. And we can, so, and we can, and we'll get more into the, the let's say, the details over time uh, mm-hmm. with each guy. So, the next part would be.
0: Like, yeah. Oh. So, guy one. He has his clothes picked out and ready and he's not in a rush because everything in his morning routine is set up for him right
1: yeah and then guy number two has put on the same shirt as yesterday and he forgot to put on deodorant he forgot to put on his cologne and because he was in a rush because he didn't know what to wear and he He's looking for pants, and he has a couple pairs of pants on the floor. He picks one of them up, smells them, and they don't smell too bad. And he puts them on. So they're a little wrinkly. Shirt's a little wrinkly. He's got a little bit of an odor to him. Again, not 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 necessarily bad, but it's not good.
0: Yeah. Well, then guy one, he leaves for um, work or school on time. He wasn't in a rush. He's got an extra 10 minutes for himself in case there's traffic and he's feeling calm.
1: Yeah. And guy number two, he's late scrolling through his phone, checking his Instagram again and jumps in the car. doesn't warm it up, goes right off to work or to school. Just, just in the perfect amount of time. So if he's in more of a rush,
0: he's more likely to get into an accident. mm-hmm true so uh, guy one arrives at work he uh he walks in he gets a a nice smile from the cute receptionist
1: (laughs) as he arrives on
0: time (laughs)
1: what did what did guy one listen to in the car on the way to work maybe you should say that too
0: what might he listen to listen to commoners holding all d- disciplines podcast let's go uh, obviously of course <laughs> there's of nothing course. else you would listen to yeah or maybe in the like morning, an, an audiobook
1: yeah in the morning it's good not to listen to like comedy um again you don't want to overstimulate yourself right you're, you're going into work you kind of want to be calm going to work you don't want nothing anything crazy um you might want to listen to some music some relaxing music again maybe nothing too crazy you might even want to listen to an informal podcast or just like a relaxing podcast just to get you just calm, just ready for work, ready for the day, get you present. Yeah. Right. And now guy number two, listening to loud rock music as he goes in and he rushing into the office. So he almost hits someone on the way and they give him the finger. He pulls in. Opens the door to of the office, bangs it open, basically. <laughs> and the receptionist, who gave our other guy a nice smile, gives him a dirty look because he's late. He's unkept. His, his hair is a little got a little wisp of hair coming out. Where, where did that come from, right? He was driving too fast with the windows down. Now his hair is a little crazy. And, you know, he gets a dirty look and he rushes into the elevator or up the stairs to go to work.
0: Yeah. Right? And maybe he was, uh, instead of loud rock music, he could have been listening to the radio, the news, and he like heard all about uh, some bullshit news and it just got him <laughs> in a bad bad mood and ruined his drive because he had to hear about whatever politics yeah. or uh, shenanigans is going on. And now he's pissed off for that reason.
1: Yeah. Sp- sports news isn't so bad. Because no. sports, you might have stuff in common with, uh, coworkers, which might be useful if you actually enjoy it. Right. Don't number one is do not listen to something you don't care about because that's going <laughs> to, it's going to come across as inauthentic and people do notice when people are inauthentic. So number one is, you know, listen to stuff that you enjoy and use that to find commonalities. Right. And, and I think this segues into our next part of the day, which is lunch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, guy, one, he had a productive morning at work. Now it's lunch. Um, he's going to interact with his coworkers since he listened to, uh, you know, a good podcast or a good book on the way he's got stuff to talk about. He's interesting. Um, he, I have packed his lunch from home with, um, I don't know what you could bring, but he's eating healthy. It's, yeah, maybe it's maybe a pre made for himself
1: or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, uh, like uh, meat and potatoes, maybe some pasta he had left over, right?
0: hmm And he can obviously talk about work, a productive morning he had at work mm-hmm. because he was ready to go when he got there. Yeah,
1: and also it, it opens him up to be able to listen to other people because he's not in his own self, right? He's not his own in his own head. He doesn't <laughs> have to um, you know think, what was me, how crappy my morning was, right? But our number two guy, he's starving, right? He he ate his Nutella, he's about to crash, his sugar he's come down from a sugar high. And he goes to McDonald's, you know, listening to his loud music again, not talking to any coworkers. He eats in his car. He watches, like, some stupid YouTube video in the car, right? Yeah. And, you know, doesn't want to talk to people at work. And then he goes back to work and just, you know, kind of finishes the day without really interacting with anyone. And just, again, his own head alone, right?
0: Mm-hmm. No, and probably and, and probably his wasn't
1: and his own actions and his own behavior have also caused him to think that other people wouldn't want to be around him as well. So there's that double whammy of like, not only are potentially other people judging you, but you're your own harshest critic. So you know how crappy you've been that day and you're going to treat yourself worse than anyone else might. Cause they don't know how, what you like, how crappy it's been that day. So again, these little, little things, by lunchtime, they're compounding already. Yeah. That's only one day. So,
0: yeah, and I was just going to mention the uh, uh, the dopamine effect too. He, he didn't have as, as well of a uh, – as good of a work session in the morning or the afternoon because he spiked his dopamine right in the morning. So he kept having to – feeling the urge to check his phone all, all throughout the day when he was supposed to be working. So – his production has gone down, which the boss is going to notice. His other co workers are probably going to notice that too because he can't stay focused on the tasks at hand, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, let's say at the end of the day, the two of them are like guy number one, he's had his work done, right? He's good to go. Mm-hmm. When he goes home, he doesn't need to worry about anything. Guy number two has to stay in late because he had a crappy morning and he didn't do enough work. So now he has to not necessarily work overtime, but he has to finish what he was supposed to have done already. So now he's staying later, right? So so he's not going to have time to make dinner or or go grocery shopping or whatever he had to do that day. So he's going to get another fast food meal. He might even skip his workout, right? Guy number one, he might go home. He's gonna make his dinner. Hopefully, make something healthy. Maybe has some leftovers. Yeah, and... I was
0: gonna say uh, after work he might. After work, he's got time. He goes to the gym, or he goes and maybe plays sports with um, a group of his friends mm-hmm. for a social aspect as well as a uh, an exercise factor. So he's feeling good after work um, for that reason.
1: Yeah. And then guy number two, again, he's alone. Has his fast food dinner, goes home. Just goes right on his video games or right to his um, – or right to porn. Yeah. Because he's had a crappy day. So he says, you know what? What does it matter? I'm just going to do just going to do my thing. He uses it. To maybe make him feel a bit better temporarily. Doesn't work out. Um guy number one, you know, he watches sports, he might get his lunch ready for the next day, pick his clothes out, read, and then go to bed. Yeah. Guy number two just is on his phone until he falls asleep.
0: Yeah.
1: And sets his and alarm then and that's
0: it. That's <clears throat> the uh the nighttime routine is huge because it sets up everything for the next day. If your mm-hmm. your whole morning routine is based on the idea that I don't want to make these decisions in the morning because that takes too much energy, then you really have to get the the nighttime routine down otherwise you can't really have a good morning routine. Yeah, because you haven't set anything up, right? So with that like guy number 2, maybe his phone won't be charged now because he was using it all night and he forgot to plug it in before he went to sleep, right? Or maybe he yeah. forgot his alarm. Now he's, it's going to be even worse mm-hmm. the next morning, right? Versus guy number one, if he's planned everything out, he set everything up, he's just going to roll right into the next day. But it's going to be another productive day and probably even more productive because it's, the good choices are going to compound versus guy number two with the bad choices that's going to calm down, maybe he wakes up late the next day, now he's even more late for work, he's even more unkept because he doesn't have any laundry done. That's kind of the point we were trying to illustrate here is that all these decisions have a snowball effect either for good or for bad, Mm -hmm. and you can see the effect of that just after one day, it's a huge difference making good decisions versus bad decisions. And let's look at
1: this. Let's potentially look at this over time. So, if you want, can you give me guy number one at um, one week? Give me him at like... Actually, no, not one week. Give me guy number one in at, at a month. Give me guy number one at the end of the year. And then let's say at the end of five years, I think those are pretty good. Like small. Yeah. And then I'll do guy, I'll do guy number two and it gets rough. Okay.
0: Yeah. So at the end of the week, guy number one, he's got enough confidence to ask out that cute receptionist. who kept smiling at him. And since he looks good every day, he's, he's happy every day. That is increasing his, his mood. Other people want to react to him. They want to be around him because of that mood. Uh, he goes gets to go on a date with her. let uh, say a year, because of how um, his performance was at work and the way he was uh, charismatic and happy all the time. Uh, his boss notices, and his boss says, "You know, I want to promote you to like upper management because." You know, you're always in a good mood, you're always on time, you're always doing good work here. He gets a promotion. That's another life-changing thing. Uh, And You can look at it five years down the line, maybe he's got a family, maybe he married that girl, he's got, um, you know, he can afford a house now, he can afford um, to improve his lifestyle because he's had all these successes over the years because he's kept a disciplined schedule the entire time, right? And it was gradually improving him uh, every week, every year, until he gets to that five years, and even, you know, 30 years. He's happy at the end of it because he chose to make good decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, you don't want to listen to what happens to guy number two. <laughs> After a week, let's say guy number two... Probably gains a few pounds just from that week. Yeah. Has less motivation to exercise because he's pretty asocial or antisocial. He doesn't want to hang out with people. So he starts drinking alone. And because he's drinking, he focuses even less on work. And let's say eventually after a year, they notice and they just fire him because he Smells, he's unkept, and very unapproachable at work. Maybe even he's even picked up smoking by then, because he doesn't want to actually work. He just wants to go out and take a smoke break every once in a while, way too often probably. Then he eventually gets fired, and because he gets fired, he gets put on employment insurance. And on employment insurance, instead of looking for a job, he just sits at home, plays video games, watches TV, and drinks. Then he continues that. Then, five years into the future, he's got no friends, he's got no connections, still on the employment insurance, still drinking his life away. And eventually, he goes drinking and driving one day because he doesn't care. He gets into a car accident, maybe even kills someone. And after he kills someone, he gets sent to jail. For I don't know, five years, let's say. I don't know how much it is. Maybe maybe fifteen years. I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now he's in jail. Now he gets nothing. You get no alcohol, it's none of the food he wants. You can't watch Netflix. You can't play your video games. He's a total piece of shit. And he's treated like one in the in the jail. He is treated like one definitely in the jail. And even there, he's a bad life because of the decisions he's made. I think we'll end guy number two there because I don't want to go any further. Because to be honest, let's say that's more side of the extreme. It's fucking depressing, man. Yeah. It is sad. It is very sad the way people's life go if they let themselves go. It's
0: very, Mm -hmm. very sad. It can also be motivating to think about that too like you yeah. don't want to be you don't want to be that guy and <laughs> you think about how good it could be you look yeah. at guy number 1 who is making it he's 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 fit he's he's happy he's got a family he's got a promotion and i think it's All even stuff. with
1: with guy number 1 that's even a bit optimistic because like let's say the girl he goes out on a date with they go on a couple of dates they're not compatible and it doesn't work out is yeah, guy sure. number 1 caring he doesn't care. He's confident. He's, gonna go on another day. He's confident. He's fine, man. It's, he understands that, listen, there's, you're one guy. There's millions of women. Do you expect to meet the right one right away? No. He's going to stop no. trying? No. He's going to keep going. He's going to continue his good habits. Maybe he doesn't even get a promotion at work. Maybe they have a big layoff and he gets fired. However, his boss, because of his attitude, still really likes him. And you know, he says, you know what, I'll give you a reference. Right, We got to let you go because we're downsizing this department, but I'm going to give you a letter of reference. And you know what? Please tell anyone you're interviewing with to give me a call and I'll be very happy to refer you and help you get a job there. So he's more likely to get hired again too, right? Yeah. He he might even have people who's – and this is like five, ten years down the line. He might have people who quit the same office as him who he eventually goes to work for or start a company with. Because they're willing to work with him because they remember his attitude. And if he still has that attitude, then he can continue it, right? It's this compounding effect. Mm-hmm. And the biggest area that I believe all of this stuff impacts is your connections with other people. Yeah. Because That's a good point. your connections with other people, and, and this is proven the richest people in the world, the most successful people in the world, have the best connections because the people they connect to, connect to other people as well. So their network, by the time they're like 50, is insane. They know people Man. you probably couldn't even imagine, right? And it, what happens is it starts slowly, and it just they just don't stop. And maybe they aren't perfect, but at least in that aspect, they're doing a great job because they know the truth is your connections, right, the way people view you, and the way you view others and the way you're able to work with others, right, and compromise and get things done, which is what's necessary in, a, in any environment, really, that is going to be your number one asset. And how to support that is by supporting your own good habits.
0: Yeah, uh, it's totally huge. That's why people say it's not what you know, it's who you know, mm-hmm. everything um Like every job I've ever gotten has been because I knew somebody. I'm not trying to say I'm super in favor of nepotism, but it's kind of how the world works. Mm -hmm. And it's because that's such a powerful thing to get a reference from someone else you know. Say, yeah, I know that guy. He's good, right? You should hire him because I know he's a good guy. That's that's the main way that people get jobs. Um, And you should take that into consideration as well. Um, when you're in a bad mood, because if you, you know, rub someone the wrong way, they might, you might get passed over for a a promotion or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So mood is huge. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You could meet, you can meet your future wife tomorrow. You could meet your future boss tomorrow. Um, another reason why it's so important to be, you know, well-dressed, good hygiene, because, uh, meeting people you don't know, they don't know anything about you. So if you're the way you look, the way you, 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 act, the, that first impression will always stick with them. And that's who you'll be to that person pretty much forever. Obviously you can change, but it's really hard to change. It takes more times meeting that same person and you being different to actually change their mind uh yeah so even being guy number one losing your job you're still in a better situation because you made better choices even when you're down on your luck right so he he didn't start drinking after he lost his job he you know he probably found another job or he started a company because he had that good reference right Mm -hmm. guy number two would never get a reference after he got laid off
1: Or maybe even start a new career, right? Because that's never out of the question. You might have even said, you know what, I'm going to have a bit of money saved and I can do this. I can go back to school for an MBA or something, right? Yeah. There's always, for the person who is consistent, there's always options. Mm -hmm. Because that, the thing about consistency is it seeps into all aspects of your life. Your ability to build habits and maintain them. Your discipline, right? Your will seeps into every aspect of your life. and needs to be trained. It needs to be honed.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Everything, um, yeah. Every every decision you make is connected to every aspect of your life. Uh, one thing I want to talk about before the uh, the end, uh, it's definitely related to these decisions is um, the concept of being an active person or being a passive person. Um, so everyone's familiar with the, the NPC meme, and essentially that's the the personification of the passive person. And what I mean by that is that person just kind of coasts through life, and um, they just kind of let things happen to them versus the active decision maker, this guy, he decides, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to take this major, right? Instead of like the attitude being, well, my parents want me to go to college. So I guess that's what I'll do. And I guess I'll take this because, you know, it looks cool. Right. Or I guess I'll, I'll uh, move in with this girl because we're already dating. And that's what people do. Instead of saying, I like making decisions, saying, I like this girl. I'm going to move in with her. I'm going to marry her. Right. Right. You see the difference um, with those two mindsets. Uh, The guy who's active in those decisions, he's going to get more fulfillment out of life because he's more um, accountable. He has more agency and uh, versus the guy who just kind of lets things happen. He doesn't really have control. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it ends up coming down to your discipline allows you to control the things that you can control, right? So, like we said before, no matter what circumstances are thrown at you, you're still able to bounce back. You're still able to have that resilience and the attitude of the bounce back, right? The Mm -hmm. the continue forward mentality, right?
0: Yeah, so... I thought we could give some like actionable advice here about forming routines and forming habits. So, uh, what do you, what do you do when like, say you start a new semester and your, your schedule changes, like, what's your process for getting into a new morning routine?
1: So for me personally, I, Obviously, write down whenever a class is, I have my calendars or whatever. I get those in order first. Um, the next thing I'll do, obviously, is, is gauge a time where I can get up every day at at the same time, and that would be consistent. So let's say my I have two classes in the day that start at 9, two classes in the day that's, in the week, sorry, in the week that start at 11, and then one class starts at like 2 p.m. And I'm going to get up at, a different time on all of these days? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to probably get up at 8 p.m., assuming these classes are online – 8 a.m., sorry. Assuming these classes are online at this point in time, I'm going to get yeah. up at something like 8 a.m. I might do a little bit of calisthenics. I like doing calisthenics in the morning. So if I have an arm day that day or like an upper body day that day, I like to do push-ups and I like to do dips and I like to do some pull-ups in the morning just just to, just enough till failure it usually takes about five minutes five to ten minutes not even it goes by super fast right and i will do one set and that gets me woke up in the morning and then i'll go brush my teeth and i actually i usually put on my workout clothes right away i'll go brush my teeth and then i'll go into class uh, a lot of the time they're on zoom so you don't have to look presentable that's that's fine i do though however still like to keep my nails Again, once a week, like I said at minimum, I clean my neck beard if I have one, or I shave, if I if I'm fully shaving at the time. I, I switch back and forth. It really depends. I do cut my own hair though, so when I do trim my beard, and when I have one, I trim around my ears. I'll get a mirror. I trim the back of my neck. I do that about once a week. Sometimes twice a week. If you're if you're going to go on a date, I definitely recommend doing it fresh, um, just after just before you shower. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do is cleaning yourself up, making sure your nails are trimmed, you know, cleaning up that little space in between your eyebrows. Uh, That's a nice thing. Um, Tweezers, preferably in in between your eyebrows. Just in between, though, I will say, because anyone else is kind of girly. Yeah, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away here. Just do right in between, nothing else. Your eyebrows are weird. That's fine. (laughs) No one cares, really. As long as the middle is not a unibrow, right? you're pretty much good to go. And so that's what I like to do after I wake up, right? Obviously I'll, I don't eat breakfast. I intermittent fast, but I always drink a whole bottle of water right in the morning. And then I'll refill my bottle and drink it throughout the day and just keep refilling it. I probably have a minimum of four, four bottles of water a day at least. And obviously I'll do my classes, right? If I have one class in the morning and I have the rest of the day off, well, I'll make a nice lunch and or i'll eat leftovers i'll read during the day right i like to schedule things around eating so let's say i have lunch at 12 and then say okay i'm gonna go on a walk because i like to go for a walk after i eat to digest a little bit Go for a 10 minute walk i'll walk my dog right and then i'll come home i'll read for maybe 20 minutes to half an hour and i usually like to read in my backyard i like to read in the sun so i can get some sun while i'm reading no, that's with one stone and after that, I'll probably work out again because it'll probably be around one one thirty two or I'll do some more homework and then I'll work out but just before dinner. I'll do my full workout. I I really don't use weights too much anymore, but um, when I do, it's usually half an hour. Right. I don't kill myself. Um, if I do do cardio, I'd usually do it beforehand. I like to get my blood pumping. And I like to do shadow boxing. As cardio is really good if you don't have a yeah. treadmill, uh, just moving around, right? Practicing the movements, kicking, punching, like dodging, as if you have an opponent in front of you who's slowly trying to attack you. And obviously, over time, you can kind of increase your imagination and use combos and see, you know, things that work. But this is again, this is just cardio. It's good warm up. Walking's fantastic if you can if you have the time for like an hour walk highly recommend it. And then if I have a second class later that day, I'll do my second class. I'll have dinner. Again, I try to go on a walk after I eat to help digest. It's pretty good for you. Helps with the gut microbiome. So supposedly, um, and then I have the rest of the day to myself, right? So by 8 PM, I'm, I've worked out, right? I've showered and I can just game or right? I can chill out. I can hang out with friends, you know, whatever I'm going to do in that evening. And that's what I like to do during the week. I can go visit family members, you know, cause that's, that's nice when you have that time to yourself and you kind of say, okay, that's good. I've done what I need to do today. I can relax. And before I go to bed, I usually read again, 20 minutes, 10 minutes of my book of choice. Right. And then I usually do 10 minutes of the Bible. And then that's, that's pretty much it for me. That's kind of like my daily routine. Um, what about you? I know you I know you were working uh, pretty recently. So what let's what is your what is your work day routine look like?
0: Yeah, so if I go to work um, I'll start off with this um, at the beginning of the week or the the end of the week on Sunday I usually do it. That's like I plan out the week. Mm. Uh, each day uh, what I need to do, that's important for each day and then roughly structure it, um, uh, meals, things like that. Um, so if I'm going to work, I usually have to get up pretty early, like around 5am. Um, I'll have like my clothes ready, my lunch ready. Uh, I usually don't eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I have to do is basically get up get dressed, brush my teeth and, um, Yeah, like I said, I shower the night before, so I don't have to do that in the morning. Um, Because I kind of like to just get up and go, especially when it's that early. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I spend a long time at work, because I usually work like 12 hours. uh, Then come home. So it's not really um, like I have that much to plan. When I get home, I usually try to get a workout in, which is either... um, session of weights or a session of boxing I try to um kind of stagger those so one day I'll do weights the other day I'll do boxing
1: um
0: off and on and uh days where I don't work because I don't work every day it's kind of like uh it's hard to describe but construction it's just kind of like they call you when there's work and if there's no work they don't call you so yeah. on the, the off days, I'll, uh, I'll plan out the day and make sure I get at least four hours of solid work on my, uh, my side business. So I'll do uh, wake up in the morning, uh, have breakfast, kind of read for about half an hour, then start work for about two hours, take a break, have lunch um, do a workout, which takes about an hour usually. Uh, then it's actually at that point I'll shower. Then I'll get another two hours of work done, uh, have dinner, read a bit in the evening or just do whatever I want and then go to bed. And uh, just before bed set up, um, like my breakfast, my lunch, my clothes and stuff for the next day. So it's kind of, um, Sorry because I don't know when I'm going to work, but mm. I like that as well because uh, it keeps me, keeps the schedule changing. It doesn't stay static, which I, I do like. Um, I like experimenting with the, the schedule, figuring out what, uh, what works. So for that reason, I'm constantly changing it because uh, my schedule is constantly changing in what I have to do.
1: Yeah, but at least you. Um... Right, like you at least have that those habits so even if you don't do as much on some days like you kind of stick to the schedule and you know make sure that you're still doing the things that you need to do every day regardless of like whether you're working out which is really important
0: yeah yeah it's definitely uh, useful like to look at it based on what do i need to get done that's most important And then I'm thinking about before that day even comes, I've already thought about roughly how am I going to lay out this day that it's going to be most effective. Mm -hmm. And with more, the more you do that, I think I've been doing that for, I mean, I have stopped briefly, but I think I've been doing that for the last four years since I was in school. So it's become such a habit to just plan the week and, um, I saw a good quote. I can't remember who said it, though, but he basically it was one of the American generals from World War II, probably mm. Patton. But probably. Uh, he said, planning is everything, but plans are useless. And it's, <laughs> it's so true because so true. you can never follow a plan exactly. It never works. There's always going to be something that changes. But the act of planning puts all of those scenarios in your head already puts everything that you need to get to accomplish in your head or on paper. And then you can just follow through with uh, the spirit of that plan rather than the actual letter of the plan. That's a quote I really like.
1: Yeah, that is good. I think that's very relevant. And yeah, definitely something to look at in terms of your life, right? Like you can make plans you make plans and you hear God laugh, but you have to still plan, right? You have to still be planning mm-hmm. your own life, right? If, if things don't work out, the whole point is that you're able to adapt. You've built up that resilience from these habits that you've built. You've built up the discipline. you built up the common sense, hopefully to change and adjust your own life in order to adapt to circumstances, right? And that's just going to yep. benefit you in every aspect of your life, really. And honestly, that's, I think that's pretty much it. I have, I have on this topic. I don't think,
0: uh, Yeah, yeah, we can close it up here.
1: I think, I think I'm good. Yeah.
0: So I'm just going to read a closing quote. Industry lose no time. Be always employed in something useful, cut off all unnecessary actions. And that's from Benjamin Franklin. So uh, some resources we have here at the end for you guys. Uh, First one is from the art of manliness. There's a video called how to plan your week. So I'll put the link in there. And um, basically that's the method that I use um, to plan my week. And I use a similar schedule as well that that I made based on that video. And uh, the main idea is like I was saying, you set out the most important things first and you put those in first and then you fill in the rest of your, your time.
1: And I'll also, add a video about trimming your beard properly so that it looks nice and even underneath your jawline and it really accentuates that. So,
0: that's a good idea. I think
1: that's it for today.
0: Alright, thanks for listening, guys.